0: My very first birthday after meeting my biological mother was very, very different. Her name is Anne. And Uh it was really interesting because in my story, I located her and she was working immediately around the corner from me in Washington DC, two blocks away. What?
1: Oh yeah. Welcome to Error 404, Birthday Not Found, the only podcast about birthdays from a girl who doesn't have a birthday. Hey everyone, my name is Michelle. I was found in China. I don't even know if I'm Chinese. All I really want to know is what it means to have a birthday. Guys, we have another podcaster in the house. What? He hit over 100 interviews pretty recently. He just had a birthday. And he's adopted too. So guess what? Guess what his podcast is about? He interviews adoptees about their journeys with reunions on his podcast, Who Am I Really? Give it up for Damon Davis. Hey, hey, hey. what's
0: happening? Hi, Michelle. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for the opportunity to join you. This is awesome. Thanks this for is thanks. awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for creating something for other adoptees to share their stories because it's really hard put it out
0: there you know what I mean yeah yeah and I really you know it's funny I was just just (laughs) editing a show for my last guest and she was saying you know I told my friends I was doing your show and one of my closest friends that I've known for 10 years said to me
1: I didn't even know you were adopted
0: so there you go oh
1: that's really nice though that's that's wonderful and I think it's really interesting that your podcast focuses on you reaching out to your birth family which I'd love to get into later on your podcast when I'm on your podcast.
0: Later. That's, <laughs> that's just so fun. Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating. You know, I, uh, this podcast of mine. Who am I? Who am I really? Was born out of my journey. You know, uh-huh. I had a, a great adoption. I had a, literally almost a fairy tale reunion with my biological mother, and then, wow. you know, the attempts to try to find my biological father were more challenging. And I will admit wholeheartedly, I was extremely lucky to be able to find him. Uh, But I realized in talking with other adoptees that not everybody shared my amazing experience. And, you know, there are some Mm. folks out there that have had some really, really hard times in adoption. And there are folks like yourself who, you know, are either struggling with or just not even interested in trying reunion. And so everybody's story is different and they run the gamut on feelings and experiences. So
1: your birth mother and you, I'm Mm -hmm. curious, have you noticed any similarities in the, in the kind of foods you like in the, (laughs) uh, in the movies that you like, because I'm really fascinated by nature versus nurture is your personality. I mean, more shaped by your environment or by, or by your blood. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: That's yeah. a really great question, and it's one that I actually I struggle with in my own story, but I, I recognize the differences in in other stories. So I'll start with me, and then I'll move to some of my guests. When I met my birth mother, I, in our very first conversation over the phone, we had an instant rapport. You know, we mm-hmm. set one another immediately at ease, and we both admitted, you know, I've got nothing to hide. You can ask me anything you want. And so we started talking through, you know, sort of our philosophy of life and mm-hmm. how we treat people and things like that. And she wrote to me in her notes, you know, that she likes to do random acts of kindness for people. And mm-hmm. that really resonated with me because I'm always like thinking to myself, what is the kindest thing that you can kind of do and not necessarily be on the scene to know that someone received it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I've talked with her about. Um, You know, her philosophy on things like religion and 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 that kind of thing. And and I was not raised in a religious home. And so, you know, I've developed my own feeling and theory and understanding of sort of the universe that we live in. And she was a very spiritual person, too. And she didn't necessarily believe in all of the sort of constructed religious things that we have. So I guess my point is, like. In the absence of ever having been in the same home, mm-hmm. a lot of our personalities align. We're very sort of mellow people. We we get along with almost everybody we meet very easily. Uh, there was a lot of the nature in our relationship. Now,
1: wow,
0: that's so cool. Of, yeah, in terms of nurture, it's kind of fascinating because my adopted father's name's Willie. Willie was a really outgoing, gregarious guy. Super fun to be around. Like, literally everybody that meets him is like, dude, that guy's one of a kind, you know? (laughs) um, That's awesome. I grew up with this dude as my hero. And so, needless to say, you emulate the people that you love around you. And one could say that I probably got some of my own nurture from him. However, we're also both Libras by birth. His birthday is was two days ago, to October seventeenth, and mine was the fourteenth. So we. What's were... your birth mother? My birth what? What's your birth mother? My birth mother was September twenty fourth. So whatever the preceding. She's a Libra too. She's a Libra also, really. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So. Huh.
1: Not helpful.
0: (laughs) I am right. So my is that
1: some nature versus nurture? What does that say?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So my 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 adopted father was a very influential person in terms of how I interact with people from the nurture space. Like I see how Uh he treats people. He's very kind, very very generous, uh, very outgoing and open, uh, really great with conversation. And I've also, I think, tried to emulate some of those things, but they also just kind of come naturally to me, too. So it's hard to know the nature versus nurture. Now, if I turn turn to my guests on the show, I also hear that they struggle with this because, you know, you'll find this loose cannon who is being raised by this family of rule followers. You have mm-hmm. this athlete who's raised in a family of bookworms. You'll find, you know, all of these juxtaposed, you know, you've got this really super artsy kid who wants to dance and create, who's in a family of lawyers and academicians, right? And so mm-hmm. you get all of these opposing um, personality types that can sometimes clash if you don't embrace the differences between you and your child. Um mm-hmm. And then I find that, you know, on the show, a lot of what we talk about is reunion. These people will say, oh, my God, when I met my biological family, it was like coming home. I saw people who looked like me.
1: We talk alike.
0: We've got, you know, physical features that I've always wondered where I got this from. And when I looked at my dad, he had one, too. You know, just all of these amazing things that are undeniably nature Uh, You know, my friend Laura, who I talked about before, she makes this joke in her episode of my show. When I sat with my biological family, we're all a bunch of news junkies. And so Mm -hmm. whenever CNN had an update, everybody's phone in the room would make a noise because we all got the CNN update at the same time. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like just, just crazy stuff. It's really fascinating, the nature versus nurture question. And I think most things are nature,
1: in my opinion. Wow. Ooh, I love it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, how has your birthday been, been changed since you met her?
0: You know, what's really interesting is, and I wrote a book recently, and I say this in the book. The uh-huh. fact, one of the things that I found really fascinating about my own story was Uh, in contrast with my son's birth. So when I was born, I was I learned after I reunited with my biological mother, I was basically whisked away and taken off to foster care and then into adoption. Right. And so contrast that with my own son's birth, where I was there every single moment. Like as soon as Uh he left my wife's body, I was over at the baby warmer, like looking down on him, and I've been with him ever since. And what I, what what that means is he then can ask me, like, tell me what it was like when I was born. What did you see? What did you hear? How did mom act? Right. And as an adoptee, I don't have any of those details from I can't ask my adoptive parents that because they weren't there and they didn't experience it. Uh-huh. Um, and so reunion has changed that for me because now. She and her friends who were helpful to her in her situation at the time are able to tell me all of that backstory that I've, you know, admittedly, I wasn't that curious about until I decided to try to reunite. Then all of right. the questions came up, but it was, it was illuminating for me because she was able to tell me about her experience, you know, in the hospital. She told me she could see the lights of one of the stadiums in Baltimore out her window. She told me that she believed that I was born at right around midday. So, you know, when a person's birthday comes, I know you don't have one, but every once in a while I would think on the October 14th, like I wonder was I born at midnight and like every night when I go to bed, I wake up and it's my birthday or was I born at like, you know, 10 PM such that the whole day goes by and it's not my birthday until the day's almost over. Like you just have no mark in the sand that says, On this date, at this time, is when you arrived. And the reunion has changed that for me.
1: That's incredible. Do you celebrate your birthday more so now that you reunited with your birth mother? Is it still just a day for you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like we adoptees, we have a birthday and we have a gotcha day. Do you celebrate both of those? Yeah, no.
0: (laughs) What's that? I hate that word because, like, I've said this before. Gotcha Mm -hmm. to me is something that I say when I smash a bug, right? It's just when I, and it's, it doesn't feel right to me. It feels like you've captured something and, Uh and, and gotcha doesn't resonate well with me. I've never had a gotcha day, but when I started to hear that, when I began the podcast and I heard people talk about it, I was just like, nah, that term doesn't work for me, but that's neither here nor there to your original question. Um, My very first birthday after meeting my biological mother was very, very different. Her name is Anne. And Uh it was really interesting because in my story, I located her and she was working immediately around the corner from me in Washington, D.C., two blocks away. What? Oh, yeah it's insane oh dude i've got a story for you oh yeah it's it's incredible it's really an incredible story so quick backdrop on my story before i get to the birthday piece uh i was at home i was Uh hoping for a position in the obama administration and when i got it i started work in downtown dc congratulations that's so cool yeah man it was awesome so While I was home waiting to try to get this position, I realized that I wanted to start my search. And so I initiated that during the prior summer. So the search was already underway by the time I got that position. And Uh when I took the job, that was when they found her. So I had only been at work for a short time. And so it was very, very lucky that I took that particular job in the place that I did because that put me immediately around the corner from my biological mother. Wow. When I connected with her, it was actually the day before her own birthday. So I reunited with her as a surprise on her birthday. And two weeks later almost was my birthday. And so we're gonna get to your original question about the birthday piece, which is my biological mother actually turned out to be a genealogist. So. My birthday became very special because on that birth, that first birthday of mine, where we were in reunion together, she gifted me her genealogical work. So immediately I had an entire family history. I'm I'm of African-American descent. I had Uh an entire family history uh, dating all the way back to the days of slavery. Wow. That very first birthday was very momentous for me because, again, she could tell me I was born at 12 o'clock. She was able to gift me an entire family genealogy. I knew from that point forward, like, who is the person from where from whence I've come? Like, I know now who that woman is. Damon,
1: is there is there anything that you're searching for still like closure wise? (sighs) You know.
0: No, because I, I feel like my stories come full circle. I've been very fortunate to have found her. I was uh-huh. also very fortunate to have found my uh, biological father. Wow. And what that afforded me then was the closure that I didn't think I was going to get. So uh, my, my biological mother actually made a mistake in whom she thought my biological father was. And when I uncovered that mistake, I was like, well, shit, I guess the story's over. And I got super lucky in that in our family, we were doing Ancestry DNA because Uh my mother-in-law is an adoptee. So we wanted to know more about her, therefore more about my wife and, of course, more about my son. Wow. And so we got super lucky in that my DNA was online on Ancestry. And I was looking through my wife's and my son's DNA test results, and I saw something really interesting and cool. And I was like, oh, crap, I need to go look at mine. And when I looked at mine, it had two parent-child relationships, mine and my son and some other parent-child relationship. And I was like, well, I've only got one kid, so who's this other parent-child match? And it turned out it was my biological father.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Completely by accident.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, do you, do you
1: have a good relationship with him?
0: Yeah, I do. Actually, it's it's oh. an interesting relationship though because if you think about it, I am I'm currently forty seven. I just had a birthday oh. two three days ago.
1: Happy birthday! Thank you.
0: My my biological father, when I met him, was eighty six years old. Wow. So he didn't even know I existed. Uh You know, he's an older guy. He's still mobile. He's still very sharp, very intelligent guy. Uh, But think about, like, how close can you get to somebody who's 86?
1: Right. You know,
0: he's he's in the autumn of his years. He's lived a full life. He's probably at one of those points where he's like, listen, I don't even need another friend. Um, But he was very receptive to meeting me. He I. That's incredible. Yeah, I coincidentally was going to be flying out to Los Angeles the day before I spoke with him by phone, and he lives in Las Vegas. And so he said, well, let's talk, and maybe you can come out this way. And so fortunately, I was able to go meet him. Yeah, I have some amazing pictures of the two of us together.
1: Oh, my God, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's really kind of surreal, actually.
1: Would you adopt, too? Or I know you have a biological child, but would you adopt? I did. You did? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So brief story there. My wife's family had two children whose parents were no longer on the scene. And Uh they were in need of more direct parenting. So within six months of marrying my wife, our daughter was living with us. And two years later, her younger brother came to live with us so that we could reunite the sibling pair and so I'm oh an adoptee God. and adoptive parent.
1: Wow your daughter's growing up in one of the best environments as an adopted kid because he has someone to talk to. Yeah a lot of us adoptees come into the world and we're like no one else is adopted I feel kind of weird. <laughs> yeah
0: that's well, right. <laughs>
1: What's something that you're going to tell your kids when are they old enough to understand what it means to be adopted?
0: Yeah, they definitely are uh, partially because they were old enough to know right at that moment. So they were,
1: oh, God. they were
0: the girl when she came to live with us, my daughter was nine years old. So she had already oh. lived almost 10 years. Oh my gosh. And then her brother came to live with us when he was nine years old. So he had nine years of experience as well. So, it was very, very, Ooh. very clear to them what adoption is, what it means, and, um, and it, it made it both better and worse, right? Because,
1: uh-huh.
0: um, you know, these are two preteens who are like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Why am I living here now? You know what I mean? And, and so while they understood the concept of adoption, they both also had animosity towards the situation that put them in our home. You know, because mm-hmm. they were
1: yeah. old
0: enough to know, like, "Hey, dude, you're not my dad, Dad. I want my dad." And and we tried our best to love them as much as possible. We gave them every resource we could possibly give them, uh, but they still had some anger issues. So they still had some. In, in, oh, in, that must be know, so tough. Yeah, it it was hard for them. I mean, I can't imagine. I was fortunate to be in, adopted as an infant, so I could grow up with the experience but
1: yeah me my too. children
0: unfortunately were brought into a situation not of their own creation and it probably felt very much like they were out of control of their own lives at a time when they're trying to learn their own identity as preteen I mean it just must have been really really tough
1: do they know their birthdays
0: they do know their birthdays but not unlike many adoptees there's a little bit of confusion yeah there's but that goes back to the day in the hospital like you know the parents one of them wrote down one day and the other wrote down another day and so Uh, confusion there but yes they they do know their birthdays
1: is there something you guys do as a family to celebrate birthdays um i I feel like it's just such a such a powerful thing in an adopted no i don't have one i i I feel like it would be an important thing in adopted an adoption family to celebrate birthdays, even though it may be triggering. I don't know. Do, is there some um, yeah. tradition you guys have as a family?
0: No, not really. Everybody's birthday is their birthday. And and uh-huh. we don't necessarily highlight it in terms of um, adoption in general. I think,
1: uh-huh. it,
0: you know, your birthday is part of your identity. And, and it doesn't necessarily need to be associated with sort of a contractual action. So uh, I I'm of the opinion that your birthday is your birthday and it shouldn't necessarily be spoken of as an adoption thing unless the child brings it up. Uh, but I don't necessarily feel like you need to sort of constantly
1: I didn't mean that it would that. it would like I I didn't mean that it would be hand in hand. I just thought it would uh inspire you know, a connection to your birthday a little bit more or something. You get me?
0: Yeah. Because I
1: don't know, I just, I don't, I don't know how your kids treat their birthday.
0: But no, nothing special between us in terms of celebrating our birthdays. I think you just, you know, people are glad to have the attention focused on them in terms of the day they <laughs> came to this earth. And that's pretty <laughs> much all that they think about, which is really kind of fun and cool.
1: <laughs> what, what would you say to younger adoptees right now who feel so lost you know what i mean yeah they need a little guidance
0: i don't know what um i'll say a few things one there's a lot of resources out there you are not alone
1: like your podcast
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's a it's a great point the podcast actually i've been so lucky to have started this thing because it really has become a resource for people in a way that i didn't actually anticipate i'll be very honest with you um, I started the podcast after talking with many adoptees. Some of them are one of them is my best friend from high school, who was my mm-hmm. very first guest. And he's just an amazing guy. But he was part of the reason that I started to talk with more adoptees about their own stories because my buddy Andre learned in reunion that he was the product of a rape. And oh. so when I juxtaposed his story against what I knew about my story. Um, wh- I, and, and of course, I, I didn't know that I was not a product of a rape, but I just never thought that that was a possibility until he said it. And then I just had this, oh shit, moment. Um, I realized like everybody's story is really different. I spoke with a woman whom I used to work with at Department of Health and Human Services. Her name was Laura. And before New York went on any voyage to open adoption records, she would tell me like, I've been to the records room where they are holding the adoption records. I know where Mm -hmm. my record is and I will never cross the threshold of that door to see my own record. And it doesn't pertain to anybody but me. It's not doing anyone any good sitting in there. I should be able to have it and I'll never get it. And so the idea that adoptees don't in some States have access to, to their adoption records is also a challenge. So, To go back to your Mm -hmm. original question, what would I tell sort of younger adoptees? Again, one, you're not alone. There are resources out there like my podcast, Who Am I Really? Another podcast that's amazing and has a healing series, Haley Mm -hmm. Radcliffe's Adoptees On, does an amazing job of sort of looking into um, some of the clinical factors that uh, coincide with the trauma of adoption. Um, I would also tell younger adoptees to talk to somebody. One of the things that I've noticed in my interview series is several people have said, I've coped with this through therapy. And finding a therapist who is competent in adoption-related issues is hugely important because I've also heard guests say, I've wasted my time in talking with a therapist who was not familiar and intimate in the adoption space. And therefore, they would misinterpret the things that I was feeling as some other type of trauma or feeling and didn't have the capability to directly relate it back to the source, which was the process of adoption Mm -hmm. um, and growing up in a different family. So. Um, I, I highly recommend therapy for people. Sometimes it's just good to talk to a third party who is not in your immediate scene and just unload. Uh, and, and a
1: lot of times they have creative ideas too. So, Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Amen. is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of your birthday? Well,
0: since you asked, I did some research on my birthday to try to figure out what kinds of things were happening in 1972 yeah. And I pulled some interesting stuff that I never would have thought. So, I'll tell you a couple of people I share birthdays with. The singer Usher. Ah! President, <laughs> President Eisenhower. Oh, wow. Roger Moore, 007.
1: Yes.
0: The fashion icon Ralph Lauren. So, I thought those were fun. Oh. Yep.
1: Wow, what a lineup.
0: Yeah, you know, it's always fun to share a birthday like I could share a birthday with my neighbor across the street and that would just be awesome. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, my, as a matter of fact, I share a birthday with uh, one of my dad's friends and one of my wife's coworkers. And it's just it just it's fun to know that you came to this earth on the same day as somebody else, regardless of whether they're uh-huh. famous or not. It's just it's just fun. You know, That's so pretty I, cool. I that's it. awesome. I didn't even know this dude. So he's not particularly weird as much as as the facts that I found about him was fascinating. This is a British singing artist named Cliff Richard. And Uh the web says he's the third top selling artist in the UK singles chart in history right behind the Beatles and Elvis Presley. And I was like, wow, word, Cliff Richard, you go, boy. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I didn't dig into That's everybody, awesome. but I'm sure there's some weirdos in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> well, Damon, do you, um, where can my listeners find you?
0: You guys can find me online. I'm at WhoAmIReallyPodcast.com. Uh-huh. You can check out the show on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, TuneIn Radio, a whole bunch of different hosted sites, Spotify now, thankfully. Um, you can find my book, Who Am I Really? An Adoptee Memoir on Amazon. The audio book should be coming out soon. So if you want to hear me tell my whole story, uh, probably literally within a week or two of this interview, that should be available. And you can wow, find me on congrats. Twitter at at WAI Really and Instagram at WAI Really. So I'm all over the place.
1: Thank you so much. And congratulations on hitting over a hundred episodes. That's Outstanding.
0: Oh my God, Michelle, thank you so much for the opportunity, and I wouldn't let you go away without formally asking you to come join me on my show and tell me a little bit of your adoption story. Will you do it? Oh, I would love
1: to. Thank you.
0: Awesome, awesome. I look forward to talking to you. This is going to be really cool. I want to hear your story.
1: Oh, I'm so excited.
0: Awesome. All the best.
1: And we're back. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in here to Damon Davis for being a voice for all these adoptees who are just lost and wanting to reunite, but too scared and just want to look, know a little bit more. It's great. Thank you so much. I feel like most of you listening aren't adopted. So if you were to be adopted and you had the choice to reunite with your birth parents, would you? Or Would you be like me and not want to know? comment below. Let me know. You can follow me on Instagram at birthday, not found. Yeah. Would you want to meet them?